The preacher man says it's the end of time And the Mississippi River, she's a gold dry Is up and the stock market's down And you're only getting mugged if you go downtown I got a shotgun, a rifle, and a four-wheel drive And a country boy can survive Hello everyone, this is Bob Main, and welcome to today's survival show. The most practical, secure living show on the internet. Thank you for tuning in. My goal is to help you harness the power of choice, to live a more secure life. What that means is live it on your own terms and strengthen your resolve. And our motto is do what you can with what you have wherever you are. Thanks for tuning in. This is episode number 66 of today's survival show. I'm going to go ahead and let you know up front, you might hear a little background noise. Uh, there is a light rain in North Texas in the Dallas-Fort Worth area where I live. I am driving to a business appointment, so you might hear a little bit of noise because I am in my vehicle taking advantage of some windshield time. I also got a little GPS going too, so if you hear a background noise, a, a lady talking, that that's my GPS telling me where to go. She likes to do that from time to time. Anyway... If you are a first-time listener to this program, thank you. I want to welcome you. This is a voice of reason. This is a practical show. I don't get into a lot of conspiracy theories. I don't get into a lot of tinfoil hat type of stuff. Uh, today I'm going to talk about some things that we can do to start changing things, uh, some individual responsibility and so forth. But I'm not going to get into a whole lot of doomsday, end of the world kind of stuff. Because I just don't think that that's all that practical. It is likely. And you know what? There's a lot of good resources for that. If you do want to prepare for that type of stuff, there's plenty of other podcasts. I'm going to try to keep this pretty practical and just talk about what's working today. What can we do right now, today? How can we thrive today so that we can survive tomorrow? That's pretty much what I want to discuss. And so with that said, I want to introduce to you the main topic of today's podcast. And that is revolution one person at a time. Now, you might think, Bob, you just said you're not going to get crazy on me, that you're not going to cover a bunch of tinfoil hat kind of stuff. I'm not. I'm not talking about the revolution that you hear a lot of internet commandos talk about. Yeah, you know, if you read a lot of internet posts and some of the other podcasts out there, you hear about people talking about violent revolutions with guns and fighting and overthrowing and forming coups and militias and stuff like that. I'm not going to get into that. What I'm talking about is a peaceful revolution that needs to happen within every person. John F. Kennedy said it best one time. He said, we must make peaceful revolution feasible. Otherwise, we're going to make violent revolution in." Inevitable. And isn't that the truth? What we have going on in this world today, I believe, can be fixed by only one way. You might disagree with me. That's okay. Matter of fact, you know what, folks? You've been sending me a lot of comments on this show. Thank you. You're helping to shape the show. This is not my show. It's yours. And I've been getting a lot of comments. One of them I'm going to read to you today from listeners that are talking about what's happening to them and how they're taking control over their own lives. And that's, I really think, how change is going to be... Uh, brought about. This is not a political show, folks, and so what I'm about to say right now does not mean to be a political statement, all right? But no one president can usher in change. No Congress, no Senate, no House of Representatives, no governor can usher in complete change. 
You know, really, so many of them are all the same. You know, Republicans and Democrats and, and Independents, they, so many of them are all the same. So many of them are beholden to special interest groups, and that's just the way it is. And the, the, the special interest groups funnel so much money into their campaigns like crazy, and of course they're going to be holding to those people when they go to vote on something that gave them the most money. And it doesn't matter who gets elected. I seriously believe that. Some of you who know me personally, you know, you know what some of my political views are. But I have learned recently that, you know what, politics is not really going to affect a, a huge amount of change in this country. And I think we've seen after a year that uh, some of the change that has happened is either change that maybe we don't like or it's not exactly what we bargained for when we voted. And again, I'm not picking on a political party. I'm not picking on a president. If you listen to one of my episodes, a couple couple of podcasts earlier, I was talking about how this has been going on for, you know, 50 years or more. And one listener emailed me and said, I beg your pardon, it's been going on a lot longer than that. And he's right. So this is not meant to slam the Obama administration or even slam the Bush administration before him or slam the, the, the Clinton administration. I want to talk about what is it that we can do. One person at a time. I'm going to explain that in the rest of the show. So if that sounds a little ambiguous, bear with me. I want to talk about a couple of announcements. I got uh, three announcements real quick that I want to discuss. Our website, todayssurvival.com. Uh, one listener put a post on the forum recently wanting, uh, giving us some tips on how to download older podcasts. If you are subscribing to this show on iTunes, you should see all the shows that I've recorded listed on iTunes. If you're using iTunes, subscribe to the podcast, and every time I publish a new one, like, for example, this podcast, you should have got an automatic download. It'll automatically start putting it into your library. You can also go to the main website, todayssurvival.com, and you can right-click on that little MP3 icon that I've got on there. You can right-click and you can save that uh, in just about any format that you want, and then you can transfer that over to your MP3 or iPod player, or you can just listen to me right on your computer. Just hit the play button and start doing that. So, uh, sir, thanks for posting those comments about how to uh, access some of the older podcasts. And that leads me to my next point. Go to the forum. Todayssurvival.com slash forum or click the forum page on the main website. That will take you to our forum where you can see his post and you can also interact to almost 400 members. We're up to almost 400. I set up a goal to get to 500 members and... Um, we're, we're getting close. I mean, you know, we're uh, we're four-fifths of the way there to 500 members. So I'm proud of that. It's a good active group. It's not the biggest forum on the Internet by any stretch of the imagination. But you know what? We like to converse with each other. We're like-minded people. Everybody's helpful. Everybody's friendly. It's a good place to communicate. One thing about our forum, there's not a lot of people uh, that are slamming each other. You know, there's not a lot of people that are making fun of each other's comments and, uh, and challenging people in kind of a... A terse way. You're not going to see much of that on our forum. You're going to see a lot of good, friendly discussions. So I would urge you to join that. And let me also urge you to join our chat room. Uh, you'd be surprised how much you can learn on a chat room. I haven't been on it much the last week. I had a tough week last week, folks. I'll tell you a little bit more about that. But personally, within my family, I had a tough week. Matter of fact, Last week has given me the chance to practice a lot of what I talk about on this show, including attitude, including preparations, and including filling my mind with positive stuff and filling my mind with things that are productive. I'll tell you a little bit more about that in the show as well.
And last but not least, I want to put out a call again to everybody who listens to this show and is in the forum. If you have an area of expertise and you would like to share it with people, I would be very willing to set you up as a guest podcaster. As you notice, I have done a couple of these. Some of the members of our forum have recorded some very, very good podcasts. If you don't know how to do that, let me know. Send me an email. I'll tell you how to record something and how to email it to me. Or if you're just interested in an interview, I'd be happy to call you up and we can do a little interview. i got a couple of them coming up soon. I... Um, uh, I'm going to get the survival mom on here. We're going to arrange a time to do an interview with her. And then also, I'm going to do a part two of the first aid kit interview that I did with uh, Ghost Rider on our forum with Chris Harper. So without any more uh, fanfare and announcements and stuff, I wanted to knock that out and get that out of the way. Here we go. Let's dive into the main topic, Revolution One Person at a Time. Let me start by sharing with you an email that I got from a listener. And uh, he asked me not to use his real name, but I am going to tell you about what he said. I believe that this comment that he sent me was regarding the Handgun World podcast that I do. I do another show called HandgunWorld.com where we talk about only guns. Okay, So if you are a handgun enthusiast or you just want to learn more, uh, that's a good show. Join me at www.handgunworld.com or search that on iTunes. But this very much applies to the uh, survival mentality and the survival mindset that we all need to have and the people that listen to this show. Let me share this with you. He says, hello, Bob. I've been listening to your show lately, and I really like your views and your ideas. Let me tell you about something that happened to me a while back. Feel free to use it on your podcast, and uh, but please don't use my real name. He said, a while back, I was moonlighting as a DJ at a local club. I would get paid in cash, and I'd leave the club around 2.30 a.m. He said, one night... I had a lot of cash on me. He's in Fort Myers, Florida, by the way. I asked him where he's located. He said, one night I had a lot of cash on me, and I wanted to deposit it so I didn't have to carry it around. So I went to a local bank near the club where I worked. It was well-lighted area, and there was an officer parked there filling out some reports. So I went ahead with the deposit. A minute into the deposit, he said. I guess he was using the ATM machine. He's to, uh, to, to make a deposit. He said a minute into the deposit, the officer who was parked there left. He said, I thought, no biggie. I was almost done with my deposit anyway. And across the street was a homeless guy or a rough-looking character, and the guy started yelling at me. And he started asking, do you need any help? He yelled at me several times. I didn't reply. I just stared, him, I stared at him, kind of gave him a mean look. And finally, he left the area. I got my receipt from the ATM and started to go to my car. When, out of the blue, out of the darkness, he was coming straight at me very fast. I freaked out. Lucky for me, I was carrying my car arms 9mm pistol. And I pulled it out of my holster really quick. I saw his eyes opened, and he turned and walked away like if nothing ever happened. I quickly got in my car and left, and I thought, wow, 
What a close one. Sometimes I wonder if I wasn't armed, what would have happened? Thanks, Bob. Keep up the good work, and I enjoy your show. Now, I like comments like that. I like real-life events. I like testimonials like that. If you have a testimonial, and it doesn't necessarily have to be where you've used a firearm, if you have a testimonial on how your preparations helped you, got you out of a jam, or improved something for you, please email them to me. Send them over. I'd like to hear them, and if you don't mind, and if you want me to keep your name anonymous, that's fine. I'll put them on the show. So, thank you, sir. You know who you are, because I know you listen to the show, and I appreciate you sending me that comment. Now, I want to say something about that. Um, you know, as you know in listening to my shows, I'm a huge proponent of the Second Amendment, of keeping ourselves defended, and, uh, you know, in my opinion, we shouldn't even have to have a license to carry our weapons. The Second Amendment is our concealed carry permit. But unfortunately... Uh, because of the regulations that our country seems to love to do, especially they especially love to impose regulations on firearms, we're in a situation now where even though we have a record number of states that are, inter- that are issuing concealed carry licenses, we still have somewhat of a, uh, of a negative attitude by a lot of the large population of the public towards carrying a firearm. But I think this is great. I think this testimonial is awesome. I think this shows what happens if you are prepared in all parts of your life, but in this case, specifically, self-defense. Now, you may ask, well, was he justified in pulling his gun? You know what? None of us were there. None of us were there to really know if he was justified in pulling his gun, but I think I probably would have done the same thing. Now, I might have some attorney types that would say, Ooh, that's bad. That's bad. You know, he could get in trouble for brandishing a gun. Well, you know what? It was him, and it was the the homeless guy or the bad guy that was on the scene, and uh, apparently that's, that's all who was there. So So be it. Okay? Obviously, the perpetrator was up to no good. My listener was simply trying to make a deposit. My, simple, my listener was not doing anything wrong whatsoever. He deserves the right to defend himself. And sir, great job. I am glad that you took your 9mm car pistol out of your holster. And without even having to fire a shot, just by letting the bad guy know he was armed, he was able to defend himself. And I've talked about this before. I've talked about this a lot on the show. On previous shows, excuse me. And I've also talked a lot, of it, a lot about it in my Handgun World show. That sometimes just when somebody knows that you're armed, they're going to go find another victim. Because they don't want to mess with you. Now, what does this have to do with individual responsibility and revolution? One person at a time? Well, I think what it has to do with is, you know, you've heard me say on my handgun show, the reason I carry a gun is because I can't carry a cop. Neither can this listener. This listener can't carry a cop with him all the time. There was even a cop on the scene when he got there. But the cop left. You know, police officers are busy. They have a lot of things to do. They cannot be protecting all of us at the same time that we need it, 24-7. That's impossible for the police to do that. So personal protection is a matter of individual responsibility. It's a matter that you have to take into your own hands, in my opinion. This is something where you can start to live life on your own terms. 
and you can strengthen your resolve. He was able to strengthen his resolve because he could protect himself. And that's personal responsibility. So, folks, in your preparations, in your survival-minded preps, please, 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 I beg of you, do not neglect self-defense. If you live in a state or you live in a country where concealed carry is allowed, go get your license, folks, and carry your weapons. Now, I know that might sound harsh. I know some of you might be saying, Oh, man, you are you sound like a warmonger, Bob. You sound like a, 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 somebody, a fightmonger. No, that's not me. That's not what I'm trying to say. I don't go looking for a fight. I'm not urging you to go looking for a fight. This listener was not looking for a fight. This listener was doing something that, he, that most people do, trying to make a bank deposit, and trouble found him. And ladies and gentlemen, eventually in your life, sometime, someplace, trouble is going to find you. I'm not trying to be an alarmist. I'm just staying rooted in reality. And when trouble finds you, I hope you are prepared. You notice he talked about a car arms 9mm pistol. It's a small weapon. I have one. And sometimes, folks, even carrying a small weapon is better than nothing at all. It's your individual responsibility. And think about this, folks. I want you to think about something else. And I want to throw an idea out there. And folks, with all the ideas that I throw out there, take the best and leave the rest. Tom Hopkins taught me that many years ago. Take the best and leave the rest. If you don't like something I say, throw it out. If you do, incorporate it into your life. And I hope that it helps you. I won't be offended if you think that I'm off base on some of my stuff. I try to keep it, you know, rooted in reality. And I try to keep it practical. But, you know, sometimes it may not apply to you. But think about the disservice that you are doing to your family, especially you guys out there. If you are the primary breadwinner in your family household, what happens if you find yourself in a situation like this listener did, and you can't protect yourself? And then, all of a sudden, God forbid, but it happens, you lose your life over it. How fair is that to your loved ones? How fair is that to your family? You didn't defend yourself. Now you're not there anymore. And now not only do they have to bear the awful burden of losing you. And I've been there, folks. I know what kind of a burden that is to lose a family member. Not only do they have to endure that pain, but now they have to go through the rest of their life without you. And like I said, if you were the primary income earner, now you've denied your family... The contribution that you make simply because you weren't defended when you needed to be. All right, so time to get off of that subject now. Let me shift gears, but I wanted to share that with you. Now, let me talk about another area of individual responsibility that's going to affect change. Real change. And that is financial. Individual financial responsibility. I'll share a personal story with you that happened last week. I had two emergencies hit me last week. Two financial emergencies. They weren't big. You know, I love what Dave Ramsey says. Make sure you have 1000 to $2,000 in your emergency fund. And this is so critical, folks. I'll tell you what. It saved my family last week. 
And, you know, sometimes I get real tempted. You know, I look at this emergency fund that we have in the bank, and I think, you know, man, I could find all sorts of things to do with that money. You know, and if you start thinking about it, you can come up with lots of ways to spend your emergency fund. Don't do it, folks. It is there for a reason. It's there because when Murphy hits, when when, when Murphy's law, every time, you know, when there's a chance that something can go wrong, it will. When Murphy hits, you need to have the cash available. Two things happen. The battery went out on my Honda. Okay? And it was in a position where I was not able to... Uh, uh, get another vehicle into my garage to be able to jump start it. My garage is just too full of junk. That's another pro, uh, another uh, project I ha- I've got to do. All right, maybe that's a survival prep I need to work on a little bit better is organizing my garage, okay? But anyway, because of my AAA membership, folks, if you don't have a triple, AAA membership, get one. Man, I tell you, I think it's like 70 bucks a year, something like that. Um, I can't remember. Pretty close to that. For $70 a year, that's a very cheap preparation. Five bucks a month and AAA can sometimes really make your life a whole lot easier. AAA came over, installed a new battery in my Honda, got me up and running again. Small price to pay, had the money in the emergency fund, handed the guy cash, and handed him a nice tip, too. He was very grateful for the tip. Okay, another survival uh, financial emergency hit me uh, last week. Printer goes out on my computer. It was an old printer, it just crapped out on me. You might say, well, Bob, how is that a, uh, a survival preparation? Hey, a computer is a survival tool. What if you lose your job? you got to have a computer. It's easier to find a new job, even though jobs are tough to come by. A computer is a valuable resource, and especially the printer. I like to find information on the internet, and I like to print it. I keep a survival binder. I actually had to go buy a larger binder a couple of weeks ago to be able to fit everything into it. I like to print stuff. I like to be able to read. And sometimes I'm not, you know, I don't have easy access to my computer. Sometimes I like to just sit in my easy chair, whip open my survival binder, and start going through it and rereading some of the old stuff that I printed a long time ago. I, I can't have a dead printer. I've got to have a printer to print all my survival stuff. Also, I have to have a printer for my job. So, went to Sam's Club, plunked down the cash for a new printer. Paid cash. Two emergencies hit me. I didn't have to go into debt. I didn't have to put anything on a Visa card, which I don't carry anyway. And I was able to find a decent printer at Sam's Club for $79. Cash. Another financial emergency hit me last week. My wife and son needed some different medication for some of the uh, physical challenges that they're going through. Uh, Insurance didn't cover a large part of it. I still haven't figured out why. I'm in the middle of doing battle with my insurance company now, trying to find out, you know, with my health insurance company, trying to find out why they won't pay for it, even though they keep raising my premiums every year. So, back to the emergency fund again. $140 cash to pay for prescription medication. And friends, that was just a little over $300. But you know what? Unfortunately, there are a lot of Americans and even people who live in other countries where even if 300 bucks worth of financial emergencies hit them in a week, they've got to put it on credit because they don't have the emergency fund set up. So now it's my goal over the next couple weeks, maybe three weeks, to replenish that $300 and some change that I spent last week. 
And I'll bring it back up to, uh, I'm actually keeping a balance of slightly over $2,000 in my emergency fund, a cash emergency fund. Folks, set up a separate bank account. Now, I, you know, one, e- one listener emailed me about a month and a half ago, and he said that uh, he keeps his emergency fund in cash in a fire safe at home. That's fine. That's fine. I mean, you know, the bank interest is, is nothing. It's ridiculous. It doesn't keep up with inflation anyway. So if you feel more comfortable keeping it at home in a good fire safe, more power to you. Whip out the cash and go pay for whatever you have to pay for. But at least have it. I don't care what form you have your emergency fund, but whatever form you have it in, it's better than probably what 90% of Americans do is because 90% of Americans don't have one. So that individual financial responsibility is so key. We're going to also be able to affect change that way. You know why? Because that makes we as citizens less dependent on the financial system, less dependent on the credit system. And don't believe all the BS that you hear from the media and the politicians saying that, well, if Americans just borrowed more money, if we would just get the, the, you know, the mortgage markets and the lending markets going again, if people would just start borrowing more money to buy things, the economy will improve. Baloney. If people start borrowing more money to buy things, they're going to go deeper and deeper into debt. And then when they lose their job and they can't pay for their house payment and they lose their house, what does that do to the economy? I wish these pinheads would stop feeding us those lies. You realize how much the economy would would improve? You know how much it would vastly improve if everybody saved an average of about 10% of their income? Saved it. All right? If you adjust your lifestyle and you save 10% of what you make and you do that for five straight years, aren't you going to be in a better financial position? Aren't you probably going to be more likely... To be the person that is going to be able to spend money on what you need because you have it. And then you won't have to go into debt. And now you're not going to be a slave to anybody. That's how the economy will improve. So if people start taking the financial responsibility individually and stop relying on the government to provide you for your financial needs. That's my point in telling you about the uh, small emergencies that hit me last week that I was able to draw the cash out and go pay for them. I, you know what? Today, I'm feeling good about it because I know that I don't, I don't have a credit card to pay for. All I have to do is replenish that emergency fund on my own time the way I see fit according to my budget. And that, I humbly believe is one of the greatest responsibilities that we need to take is to get our finances in order so we can reduce our dependency on that part of the system okay next I'd like to talk about spreading the word Uh, that's another part of the individual responsibility that we need to take is spreading the word there's so many folks out there they're really hungry for a better life they really are they're better they're, they're very hungry for a better life a more secure life and they really are hungry for getting prepared they just don't know it yet and they need someone like you who listens to this show or participates in our forum or some of the other podcasts and forums out there they need you to go tell them They need you first to set the example, and then they need you to tell them one-on-one how it's changed your life. And folks, we need to start working on building the next generation of survivors, the next generation of people taking personal, personal responsibility. That's also how we're going to affect change.
This is certainly not a new concept. The world has changed over and over and over again, folks, just simply because people started talking to each other. People started carrying on dialogues. This is how movements have started. Movements have started throughout our history just by people talking to each other. You realize that? You know, right now we have the Tea Party movement going on in present day. That's so good to see. It's good to see people talking to each other and people coming together from all sides of the belief spectrum, all sides of the political spectrum, all, all walks of life. They're coming together and they're talking to each other and they're saying, you know what, We're, we have enough of this. We, we can't take this anymore. This is ridiculous. Our government's out of control. We need to take it back. This has happened for hundreds and thousands of years. You could roll the tapes back in history, folks. You can go all the way back to when Christianity started. Here's a good example. As many of you know, I am a man of Christian faith. And I respect all religious views. So if you're not a Christian, that's okay. That's fine. Just listen to the example that I'm going to bring up. Because the example is one about spreading the word and about a movement that took place. And a movement that swept the world. Again, all political and religious beliefs are welcome on today's survival show. And they're welcome on uh, this show and uh, in our chat rooms and whatever. So you're never going to get uh, nailed by me or any of our listeners on your beliefs. But if you go all the way back and you look at history. Christianity started by a group of people, a group of believers, talking to each other and spreading the word. And that whole movement started. And people started rallying around the cause. And they overthrew the Roman Empire, who was in charge at that time. Simply because they started talking and organizing and rallying around each other. One-on-one is how it started. And I think today you're starting to see some something similar happening. You're starting to see people one-on-one talking. Every time a new member joins our forum, I get... I get very excited about that because you know what? That means that somebody talked to somebody else and said, hey, here's a new source of info. Lately, we've had people join our forum that said in their introduction introduction message, they said, I haven't typically been into the survival mindset. I really haven't been considered a prepper. But now that I've listened to your show and now that I've checked out your website and I've looked at some of the posts on the forum, I'm starting to get more into this, and I'm starting to realize the validity of it. See, that's good to see. That's the grassroots type of effort that I really believe we need. So I'm going to call on you who are listening to this show. Go talk to somebody. Set a goal this month. Okay? Set a goal this month to go talk to at least one person about how getting prepared has changed your life. Today is February 8th. Some of you might not listen to this podcast because I might not get it posted till late tonight. So you might not listen to it till Tuesday the 9th. Okay? But for the rest of this month, that gives you about uh, 19 more days. Talk to somebody about how this has changed your life. Take that personal responsibility of spreading the word to others. See, that's so important. We can't be closet survivalists, folks. We need to let people know what we're doing. And we need to let them know how good it can be if they will participate also. 
And with that, I'm going to go ahead and uh, begin to bring this show to a close. I have more on the topic of individual responsibility that I want to talk about. I'm going to save that for the next episode. I've got four more areas that I want to discuss. And that will complete the basic seven concepts of revolution one person at a time. And so with that, I want to say make sure you got your financial house in order. Make sure you've got yourself well defended. It's not fair to your family to not keep yourself well defended. Well defended, excuse me. And go out and tell somebody this month. Tell two people. Tell three people. This is a numbers game, folks. The more people you tell, the more odds you have of being successful. What's in it for you? Maybe there's family members out there that aren't preparing as much as they should. Maybe they just need a little bit more nudging from you to say, hey, you know what? Just stash away a couple of weeks of food. Just build a simple first aid kit. That'll make you feel better, knowing that you have a way to take care of uh, in case some kind of a medical emergency happens to you. Maybe you can influence them to buy an extra couple boxes of ammo. Maybe you can influence them to start setting aside an emergency fund, even if they open it up with $50. At least that's something. Okay? And one step at a time, one person at a time, we can begin this peaceful revolution, folks. Peaceful. I'm not advocating any kind of violence here, but one person at a time, we can start this individual responsibility revolution and that's in my in my humble opinion folks that is how we are going to create real change not only in the United States because I know I have international listeners but we're going to be able to create that change abroad as well so thank you for listening to this episode my name is Bob Main and this is today's survival show where my goal is to help you harness the power of choice to live life on your own terms and strengthen your resolve. And as Teddy Roosevelt once said, do what you can with what you have wherever you are. Thanks for listening, folks. Go tell somebody about it, and I'll catch you next time. Country folks can survive. I can plow a field all day long. I can catch cat from dusk till dawn